0: What is up? Welcome to the first ever episode of the All Ball Podcast, uh, brought to you by me, Justin, and my boy uh, George over here. Uh, this is gonna be a podcast talking about the NBA, the NFL, co- some college basketball, some college football, and some MLB, uh, depending on what the news brings us. Uh, we're just two dudes that just love to talk about sports with no bias at all. We have fan, we are fans of some teams, but it's not like it doesn't weigh in our opinion. Uh, For this first episode, we're going to be talking about the Celtics Heat game four last night, Uh, thoughts on that game, and we'll preview four NFL marquee games for this week. Uh, And then we'll be looking at a social media post of the podcast that we will talk about uh, later. Uh, George, you got anything else? No, that all
1: sounds good. Um, That all sounds good. Yeah, you know, it's funny you were saying all that stuff about the non-biased with those jerseys in the background. Oh, yeah, yeah. Facts. Facts.
0: facts but no no i think we're ready to go i think you're all good (laughs) we'll be swapping those out in and out during each podcast we'll see what uh what i bring what i bring up on the board
1: yeah i should do that too honestly get some like
0: jerseys hanging behind here yeah exactly it's an easy thing just a couple thumbtacks and a coat hanger or just a hanger
1: the thumbtacks that's what i need
0: uh hope you enjoy this one uh let's get into it all right uh so celtics heat game four we saw the celtics fall 112 to 109 uh he take commanding three to one lead behind tyler heroes 37 points including five of ten from three 14 of 21 from the field jason tatum a strong second half with 28 points uh after zero in the first half but it wasn't enough uh george what'd you think about the game um
1: well yeah i mean
0: first off because you mentioned tatum
1: it really was an impressive turnaround you know it's um it's the mama mentality that people always talk about, you know, to shoot, to be that, to shoot that poorly in the first half and turn around and be that good in the second half, you know, really hats off to Tatum for that. But, um, you know, as far as like the game as a whole, I think, I think most people would agree the Celtics are more talented. Um, you know, they probably have the best player in the series, at least the most talented player in the series. Um... And they just have a bunch of great guys. But at the end of the day, like the heat are deep. They close games. They play the right way. And uh, there's a reason that they've won all three close games in the
0: series. Yeah, no, I agree with what you were saying. I like that Tatum was still aggressive in the second half. And I was impressed by the fact that like even though his shots weren't falling in the first half, he was still able to get the ball moving. He had, I think, three of his four assists in the first half. He was still being aggressive. It just seemed like whenever he would drive to the paint, which is how he should start the offense, like he did take, I think, four out of his first six shots were threes. But like he was trying to get to the paint, but they would just hedge. They would come off of him to help. And uh, I like that he was able to make the the right decision to pass off. And then in the second half, he was able to find a rhythm and get the, get the game flowing. But I also agree that the Celtics seem to be the more skilled team. If you just look top to bottom, if you just went by player by player, but the way that they just fit compared to the heat, it just doesn't seem to be there. The big thing for me is the, the Celtics play with at least like one or two guys that are offensive, just minus players. They're not like, they're not pluses Daniel Tice, Robert Williams, Sammy Ojele, Brad Wanamaker, like those guys are on the court and combined. They're getting like, you even take Tice out. Wanamaker, Williams and Ojele are getting about 34 minutes a game. That's a lot.
1: Yeah, that is. Well, that's why, and that's why getting Hayward back was so important. And so like, even if, you know, um, it's kind of tough to grade Hayward, right? Because he got signed, he signed the giant contract and then, and he was putting up great numbers in Utah you know, kind of in like the role that Donovan Mitchell has now, which is basically like, okay, you're our only good player that can handle the ball. Like go get your stats and go do everything for us. So like Celtics sign him after that and he gets hurt and it's like, what does it mean for what would a fully healthy Gordon Hayward mean? Cause it, you know, he's not going to put up the stats he put up in Utah, but he was getting back to about, you know, 90 to a hundred percent. I felt, um, you know, at the end of the bubble, at the end of this regular season, he probably posted like 17-5-5 five five this year. And so it was nice to have him back, play him 30 minutes tonight um, and take away minutes from those guys. You know, looking at the bench now, like I, I'm looking at the box score, the starters the starters all played 30-plus minutes. Hayward played 30 minutes. And then Robert Williams and Wanamaker both played 12 minutes, and that's about it. You know, you got a couple – like usually gave you four minutes and grant williams gave you one minute so you know it's pretty much it's like a six and a half man rotation that they're running boston
0: yeah well going back to the first point you're making yeah i don't think we will see like we can't judge gordon hayward on this contract because of the injury it's not his fault that he got injured and he like broke his leg like that and it's just but, a tough thing to come back from like
1: but then it's also like what i what i also meant when i said that is like even if Gordon Hayward was healthy, he would have never put up the Utah numbers. Oh no, no, especially especially once Tatum and Brown, you know, so like let's yeah. say Hayward never did get injured, but Tatum and Brown still progressed like you know the way that they yeah. have now, He wouldn't be putting up those numbers. And because, you got to remember,
0: Kyrie was there. Kyrie was sure. there too. Facts. He was he was the number he was going to be the number one. Facts. Well, um, that first year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That first year was the
1: Kyrie. So Hayward never played with Isaiah Thomas.
0: No, I don't believe so. Nah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah, you can't really base it off that. But when you go it's back fair. to when you go back to these past two games that they've been there for, like in the game, like the past two games that he's played, he's been like pretty good. Like last game, he was a lot. Uh, game three, he was very good with just like moving the ball around because you have a lot of guys. You have Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Kemba. Like these are guys that are mainly looking to score, and you can't just have that on a team and be successful. Um, Hayward, Hayward is someone
1: that you can kind of, like, unload all the cliches on. You know what I mean? Like, he makes the right play. He yeah. makes the extra pass. like makes people around him better. Mm-hmm. Good, like, help defender. You know, all those kind of, like, uh, you know, all those cliches yeah. about the guys people like. But, it, but, you know, a lot of it is true. I mean, they definitely play a lot better with him on the floor even when he's not giving you
0: 30. I mean, the big thing I think that I came away from this game was the contract they gave Kemba Walker is going to be, I think, what holds them back. Because Kemba's a, mi- a very minus defender on, like, just all around. And, like, he doesn't he have, like, when – when what?
1: He was getting exposed. Yeah,
0: like, they had Kendrick Nunn in there for a little bit, like, in, I think a game or two ago uh, yeah. before game four. And they were able to take advantage of him because he's a shorter guy that Kemba can match up with. And it, it kind of nullifies that. But when you see him, like, trying to get around screens – I mean, is he going to run around against Hero or run around against, with Robinson? Like he, That's probably what you're going to have to stick him with as opposed to playing against Jimmy, Jay Crowder, like those guys. So you're tiring him out on that. End. And then on the offensive end, it's not like he's doing anything that special. I mean, last night, what was he, uh, f- 6 of 14, uh, 20 points? Like, I don't know. Like When you're paying a guy over $30 million a year, and he's a min- a very big minus on the defensive end meanwhile the heat have about five guys on the court it's the same thing that we saw with the raptors last year they had five guys on the court that could get their shot and that's the same thing that you have with the heat bam Adebayo is not going to be putting up jump shots but the way that they use him where he sets them up playmaking wise is massive and it's something that like it makes him more of a plus uh offender yeah um
1: yeah, you know, it's tough. You know, Hayward and Walker are two guys that deserved deserved when they signed it and, in my opinion, still, still deserve the max contracts. But, um, you know, there's, like, different levels to people that get max contracts. Not every max contract guy is LeBron. But, the, you know, I don't think either of those guys are, like, you know, Tobias Harris level or, like, Blake Griffin level where it's like, oh, man, this is a disaster. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: yeah, no, they, they've shown more I,
1: they're guys signed to max contracts who are good, but they're not great. And like, it's tricky. It's tricky. I don't think they're, I don't think they're bad contracts at all, but I do know what you mean. Like, because all of a sudden when they have to resign Brown and Tatum, they're gonna have no money.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like,
1: this is their team and they're done.
0: Yeah. No, like you can, you, these contracts don't get exposed because you have two guys that are not making a lot of money in Brown and Tatum and you yes. can overpay for these guys while they're still good. Like Kemba's still, uh, a borderline All Star and Gordon Hayward like we'll see when he when he puts together these long stretches of being healthy it, it's been a question mark. Um, yep. But I don't know. I mean the main star of this game was Tyler Hero and it was just. <laughs> I mean, I looked at him playing and I was watching him and I was wondering if he remind if he was like Devin Booker in his rookie season just because of the fact that they both came up from Kentucky, both similar type of players when you come, when you look at it and when I watched some of the highlights from Devin Booker as As a rookie, it's like you see similarities there, their ability to contort their bodies on shots like around the mid to low to the uh, like the paint area for these close shots to evade defenders and also to shield them into them, because it's like not that hard of a shot for them. Um, And and just these sharpshooters that have the ability to kind of dribble. Like, they, like they, yeah. they have a pretty strong handle. That was the thing that really surprised me. What was really impressive last night from Hero was the fact that he was able to come off these screens, dribble, and had the awareness to also look to make the pass as well as finish. So, it's like you have to worry about a lot with him when he's coming off these screens and the defenders chasing him. Last
1: night last night was a pure – was more of like a pure score game. But, you know, I remember I'm, – I'm pulling up the box scores now from earlier in the series – like in the overtime game, game one, um, 12 points, 11 rebounds, nine assists like this. Is a, that's not the, that's not the scoreline of just a shooter. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a real player. And like, um, you know, in my head he gets drafted and I'm like, Oh, this is like a Nick Stauskas situation. And I watched him in college. I thought he was good, but I didn't think he'd be like that good in the NBA. You know, he shoots pretty well in the rookie season. I'm thinking like, okay. Um, man, he's going off though. He's really going off. And it's, it's super impressive. It, uh, it all of a sudden, like all of a sudden, if he's like this level of player, all of a sudden, man, that's a really good team. And, uh, yeah, man, I've been super impressed and like kind of what you said earlier about the, like moving your body is like, I feel like with Harrow is like, he doesn't even need to be open. He just needs to have like enough room. It's like, like, you know, He'll, like, if, if a normal shooting form is like that, but, like, he'll come over and, like, put, go up like that one time. Like, you know, mm-hmm. depending on where there's space, depending on where he does not need a lot of room to get it up,
0: and it always looks pretty good. I mean, the most impressive thing about this team for me is the ability for them to just work together. Like, it's just been yeah. the biggest thing that, like, everybody knows their roles, and they all work very hard with them, and they kind of – and they coexist so well. Like, the fact that, like, Bam is, like, this playmaking – um this playmaking big of sorts that can kind of draw them out and I saw him dribbling like he like not like it's a, impossible for a center to dribble but he's like he's pretty good with his handles for a yeah, especially yeah. for a center um and not gonna he, have a big ball but yeah you know yeah I actually saw him a couple times like I noticed that a couple times they did let him bring it up which was again shocking especially when yeah. like on the <laughs> on the opposite side the Celtics have Daniel Tice, who's just He's just there on offense. Like he's no, setting I, screens. I, do think, I think I actually I actually like
1: Tice. I think Tice is like, um, you know, that again, like if you were to unload all the cliches, you know, he's not like a box score guy. But I do feel like he's in the right place at the right time. Most of the time. I think he does his job pretty well. I mean, obviously, he's no out of bio, but he's like, a,
0: no, he's a I solid think, big guy.
1: I think he's a good, like, fifth starter. Like, yeah, this is – like, here's our worst starter. It's Tice. He's going to do his job.
0: Then, like, that's not bad. Oh, yeah, no. And, and that's why they've been able to get past these teams before. But when you come against, yeah. like, the Heat, who on a consistent basis have five guys that can score, and then you have on the Celtics side, at least, like, Tice is getting 30 minutes. And for on that spot, four out of the five guys are, like – like you know, only four of the five guys are really a threat on offense. Besides Tice getting a, a pass right near the hoop or an alley oop pass.
1: Yeah, here's my here's my thing on on the Heat um, and kind of compared to the Celtics. First off, um, I think Spolstra's is out coaching Stevens. Um yeah, I think, and that kind of makes it two series in a row that Stevens has gotten out coached, really. And uh, and Nurse and Spolstra are amazing coaches. Really amazing. Like. You know, this is like top of the league stuff we're talking about here. But, um, you know, if, you, if you're like the best coach in the league or one of them, you can't really get outcoached two series in a row. So that's kind of a tough look. You know, like all this zone stuff is totally throwing them for a loop. Celtics aren't doing anything like that. And then also, I think the other thing the Heat have is um, a, a more clear identity and hierarchy. Like the Heat is, okay, it's Jimmy Beller's team. And then Bam's the next best player. And then we have like Dragic and, and and Harrow and like, you know, the and like mm-hmm. these guys and then Crowder's a shooter and Duncan Robinson is a shooter and none is good. And you know, all these guys are good. But let me ask you this. Who whose team is the Celtics? Is it Tatum's team?
0: I'd have to think so, but yeah, I get what you're saying. Like i get the point that you're making though yeah
1: you know it probably is tatum's team when they all get in the room and talk um they probably are like yeah it's jason's team or it's probably like some collection of like a it's our team type thing Mm -hmm. but like tatum doesn't strike me as like a a huge leader and then you know marcus smart is like the emotional leader which i always like but then there's a there's a bit of like a like, man, for as, good a, for as good of a coach as Stevens is and as good as the Celtics move the ball, why is it? I feel like every time I'm watching the Celtics in crunch time, it's like Tatum and Kemba trading trading off ISOing. So frustrating.
0: Yeah, no, that's where it's like I, I got the point that you were trying to make before where it's like, yeah, it could be Kemba's team. You could see it as that way. He was the big free agency signing. Yeah. He was an all-star. It like, might he's be. A, he's, he, it's not like Tatum's on a, another world compared to Kemba.
1: Um, it's, and the thing is, and when Kyrie was there, it was Kyrie's team.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: So it's just like, it, whose team is it? Who's the leader? Who's the guy?
0: Mm-hmm. And and the great thing that Jimmy's done is he's deferred. Like, when Hero was hot last night, he was getting the ball. Jimmy would pick his spots, and he would yeah. get these, like, I think it was a five-point game. I think it was 100 to 95, if I'm remembering correctly. And Jimmy just ta- – uh, I forget he's go- who he went up against. But he's taking the guy into the paint and then a turnaround jumper to push it to seven with about a minute left. Like, the, he just yeah. makes the big shots when he needs to. He's able to pick and choose his spots.
1: You don't, you don't have to be the leading scorer yeah. to be the leader like the alpha dog on mm-hmm. your team. Yeah. You don't have to. Um, no, but the ability
0: to, de- to defer and be able to move the yeah. ball is the big thing. And that's,
1: to, yeah. with Jimmy can, A, defer during the game to boost the confidence of his teammates. And then come alive in the fourth quarter when they need him, which is really the perfect combo. Mm-hmm. You know, they say that Isaiah Thomas used to do that too, um, like Pistons Isaiah yeah,
0: Thomas. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's a little bit before our time. <laughs> uh, for me, like, I don't. Do you th- like? Do you see this game ending next one, or where do you see this going from here? Celtics, Celtics win game
1: five. In my opinion and then and then lose game six i i think um i think the heat are just a better team i like the celtics a lot i really do i like what they have going they eventually might have to look in the mirror a little bit and say does this really fully make sense but that might not even be this off season but in, in terms of the series. Nah, it's got to be the Heat. It's three one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I went back. Uh,
0: yeah, I went back and forth with this because I feel like the Heat should win next game. I just feel like if you look at how they shot, besides Hero, they shot like if you take out Hero's threes, he, they shot five of twenty seven from three. Like Duncan dude, Robinson, zero you... of four from three. Jay Crowder, one of seven. Jimmy Butler, zero of two. Like they were <laughs> not good to shooting besides Hero, and that's dude. The thing. If, you back, if you go back, if
1: you go back. To the Raptors series, too. I don't know if the Celtics can close games. I really don't. Because, because the Celtics beat the Raptors by blowing them out three times, losing three close games, and finally winning a close one in Game 7. Mm-hmm. It's basically like the Rockets strategy. It's like what the Rockets did against the Thunder, which is why that series got worrying, too. Because it was like, well, the Rockets are up like 10 in point differential. But here we are in Game 7, and they can't win a close game. And that's kind of what happened to the Celtics, too. Mm-hmm. And this series, like, again...
0: Game 1 and 2. They came out yeah. of half, uh, up, yeah. uh, up double digits, and...
1: And I'm glad I'm glad we're not mentioning Game 4 as a close game, because that game was over. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, oh, wait a minute, this game isn't over. And then it was
0: like, ah, this game's over. You know, yeah. Like, that's oh, yeah, there. no, I agree. Like It got down to the end, but it really, like... Yeah, no, I agree with it, it, it wasn't in the same realm as like the close games that you're talking, that, but, but then like, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, like a couple of views, a couple of fouls. The Celtics were inbounding
1: the ball down three with a second left, yeah. So I guess it wasn't over, even though you know it was
0: mm-hmm. agreed. Uh, I don't know, like I, I, I want to say that the Heat should win. Um, uh, I'm, I'm, yeah, I think they just get it done. I, I think, you think it, they get it done in yeah, five, yeah, I think they get it done. I in
1: five. mean, I, I don't think you are, right. and then, um. Real quick, well, let's let's do one last Heat thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: How do you feel about them in a potential series against the Lakers right now?
0: I am really interested in the fact of like, they're like, it'll be interesting in the fact of the Heat played zero centers last night outside of Bam. Like, I don't know if Bam's characterized as a center, but zero centers, and the Bam's Heat, at, Bam's. Okay. So yeah, you take like they would play Igadala at the five. At spots, yeah. like they would, like there were a point, like I, it's just gonna be tough when they go against the Lakers' size, and when Bam can, like he has somebody to match up with both on the defensive and offensive end when it comes to AD, more so, like because I think AD will have to guard him when they go small ball, um, but I, 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 don't, I, I think it, Lakers and six. I think the the Heat would be too good. Uh, just complementary to each other and they have the star to go up against lebron and get into his head and just make it a little bit make it a little bit difficult and they yeah. still have iguodala and crowder to throw at them in uh different in various points of the game
1: they ha- they have the quote unquote lebron stoppers
0: yeah i mean it, yeah LeBron yeah they, stoppers. yeah exactly they have yeah they have the rim protector in bam and they have the the guy that can be a pest and a, a couple guys that they can throw i think
1: at um and I think, I think that's why I'm super interested in tonight's game. Again, you know, Lakers nuggets, mm-hmm. um, the Lakers are not invincible. They just haven't really been tested in my eyes. Um, cause you know, I used to watch like, I've, it's so hard to separate. It's so a lot of times with these LeBron James teams, it's so hard to separate. It's like, is this an actual flaw of the team or do they not care about this game? So like you know, I would watch them in those early bubble games and like lose all these stupid games, and it's like, it's like, is this actually a problem or do you guys not care? And I still don't know. I still do not know. Um, but we'll see what happens tonight with the Nuggets. We shall see. I don't think the I don't think the Lakers are invincible. I think if the Heat keep playing this well, they would actually have an off chance. Um, and even with all that said, I would still probably take Lakers in seven if you ask me right now.
0: I, I just think their ability to uh kind of morph what their team is on a series to series basis. So they went to against the Trailblazers against these big guys in Nurkic, Whiteside, Collins, like a bigger lineup, then right down to the heat to the Rocket series, where they didn't even they weren't even like able to play Dwight Howard and JaVel McGee at all during that series, and they had to go small and they were Dude, able to and the just get is, past
1: it. The other thing is with respect to Jokic, Tatum and Jimmy Butler, the Lakers have the two best players still
0: playing, oh, and yeah. a lot of times, like a lot of times, like that's what it is in basketball. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you just kind of you you try and figure out the rest of the stuff. You have the two best guys, yeah. that should be enough in the, in most cases, especially when you have two top five guys. <laughs> Not even like the two best, two top five guys. Yeah, exactly. All right, let's head over to NFL. Uh, first game we're gonna be talking about is uh, Houston at Pittsburgh. Uh, the line is Pittsburgh minus four, and uh, the over under is uh, forty five. Uh, what do you think about this game? I think
1: whoever does the NFL schedules hates the Texans.
0: Facts. Facts. This, this is
1: tough. You know, I. Uh, and Deshaun I was, Watson. Well, yeah. I mean, him and him and him and Bill O'Brien conspired to ruin Deshaun Watson's career. Facts. Um, you know, I was looking at the Ravens game last week, and I'm like, oh, the Texans aren't going to get blown out twice. They get blown out twice. <laughs> um, and now I'm looking at, I'm looking at. Steelers. And it's like, man, these guys cannot buy a break. They cannot buy an easy game. Um, I think it's going to be, uh, look, I think, I think the, it's funny cause I think the Steelers offense is not that good, but I think the Texans defense is terrible.
0: Aren't you an anti Juju is a number one.
1: Yeah, but he's kind of proving me wrong right now. Okay. Um, you know, <laughs> You know, I think you look solid. I, I had a feeling he was going to be bad last year, but um, – Was that before or after Ben got injured that you thought that – It was an Antonio Brown thing. Oh, it, God, was God. Like a, it was like a – So it was before getting, he got injured. You're, you're getting these good stats because everybody's worried about Antonio Brown and nobody's worried about you. And so I was like, okay, he's not going to be good this year. And he was doing like okay, and then Ben got hurt, and then like he might have got hurt too, so I can't like really take a victory lap on it. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> No, no, but, but I get I get the point that you were saying with that though, because it it does like unless he proves it to me, like uh, like she okay. show me before I say something about like, before I assume yeah, this
1: exactly. Um, no, the thing I think I think the Steelers offense is bad. I think the Texans defense is terrible. I think the Steelers defense is amazing. I think the Texans offense is pretty good. So I could say so like early prediction, like 24-13 Steelers.
0: Okay, so Steelers cover. Yeah. Uh, okay. So for me, I'm looking at this game and the biggest thing is the Houston O line against the Pittsburgh D line. I mean, it's just, yeah. that's the biggest, that's the, that's, biggest that's a bad matchup. That, that's the, that is like the game right there. We saw, uh, Deshaun Watson running for his life against the chiefs. And that's just like, they have two very good, very good rushers and Chris Jones and, uh, Frank Clark. But this is a team with Bud Dupree, TJ Watt, K- Cam Hayward, uh, a bunch of, uh, two solid linebackers in Devin Bush and uh am i blanking uh and vince williams um and when you look at the houston offense 24th in the nfl in yards per game and they're only averaging 18 points a game and then the steelers are second in total defense in yards allowed in 305 for the year and they average and they let up 18 and a half points a game
1: The problem though the problem with that though with some of these like league-wide stats early season is like like I bet the Texans' defensive stats are terrible, but and it's like yeah, yeah, the Texans' defense sucks, but you also played the Ravens and Chiefs in back-to-back weeks, so like obviously you're
0: gonna get torched. Mm-hmm. No, so like yeah, it's I, a little bit both. No, I I completely agree with that, but I would say that they are closer to where they should be than like then you'd probably admit like, I think Houston's offense is going to struggle this year, especially without Deandre Hopkins. And we saw last week, Will Fuller got injured and it was, it just became a difficult thing. Brandon cooks has been on the injury report for the past couple weeks. He's been playing, but he's been on the injury report and it's just like already, this is starting. And on well, another, like, I, speaking of, speaking of
1: the early season stuff, like the Steelers let up 16 to the giants. and then they let up 21 to the Broncos. Mm-hmm. With mostly Jeff Driscoll
0: playing QB, yeah, is that even amazing? Um, I can't speak on the uh Denver one, but when I looked at the Giants game, it was just the overwhelming pressure and the ability to completely stifle an offense that like has playmakers on it. I know the offensive line isn't great, but it, the yeah, ability to
1: just—it's true.
0: It was just like they're able to shut like. It's easy to – like, I'm not even going to point to the Saquon running stats, but it's just the ability to completely stu- – like, they were – I think it was 13 to 10 going in half, and then they went 26 to 10. Or yeah. Not. It's just, like, the ability to completely stifle an offense with playmakers. And then, yeah, on the Broncos one, I mean, it's just uh, – yeah, you can't draw any conclusions from that one. But I still think they're still going to be in the – top. and I'm not – I know you're probably not saying you're arguing with uh, this point, but they'll probably be a top five defense. So I'm saying even yeah, though they're two – Probably yeah um and like if you look at these rosters top to bottom i see the only advantage going to houston at the quarterback position i mean i, I don't think you can for a position group yeah know.
1: no I'm, I'm trying to think
0: through right now i mean you, you'd think d-line maybe but no like that goes squiggly. No, Watt is
1: washed Watt yeah. is so washed every mm-hmm. time I, every time i watch the texans i'm just like
0: damn no they got to get off that contract I personally think. I, I think he just doesn't finish seasons. It's Dude, just a problem. I need,
1: I need to figure out how NFL contracts actually work. I feel like it's so confusing. Like, J.J. Watt could have a five-year, 100 million contract, mm-hmm. and the Texans could cut him, and they'd only owe him, like, 8 million. Well, it's right? it's
0: all about the guarantees. The guarantee, Like, just based on that is where you can – and you can normally take that and then look at the average value – and kind of decipher how many years they really need to pay him for. So if it's like he had a $100 million contract for five years, that's $20 million a year, and he has $60 million guaranteed, that's pretty much like they need to pay him for three years. And
1: then they could cut him for Yeah, yeah exactly.
0: Yeah. That's uh, that's how I mainly look <laughs> at them. Um, but, yeah, so if I look at this, I, I agree with you. I, I think Pittsburgh minus four is the play. Um, I don't know about over-under, but, uh, yeah. I, 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 said,
1: I said under – um,
0: I mean, I don't know though. I, I, it's just garbage know. time stats. That like it's the same thing with the Chiefs game for the Texans offense. It was just so bad the whole the whole game, and then they put up stats at the end. It's just yeah, yeah that that's where the over unders coming coming to play. You if uh, the Pittsburgh D is stifling and the offense is clicking because the Texans D isn't that great like then you could see garbage time point or garbage time points put up because Deshaun's just Deshaun and he's pretty much lifting up this pretty bad franchise. I don't think they should be Owen and 2. They just play the two hardest teams, but like they're not a team that I think is competing for the AFC championship or within the realm of doing it. So where would you rank Deshaun amongst league QBs? Um okay, so what, like are we talking about this season? Like, where he but, stands right now. Okay, right so, now. So, Russwood would be one. Mahomes, two. Uh, actually, I'm not going to do it in order. Ru- like, who's ahead of him? Russ, Mahomes, Lamar. I'd probably say Kyler. I'd probably put him at five, five or six. Because uh, you watch him. You, you think Kyler's better than him? I think, I think at the moment he's playing better than him. I don't know. I, yeah. I, but- it's, I'm not saying it's like – it's it's a spectrum on, like, yeah, yeah, how, that's, the where, that's
1: where it gets tricky. Mm-hmm, like yeah. it's playing better versus is better. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, oh yeah. No, I think. De- okay. And if you change yeah. And then, yeah, I would probably pick Deshaun at that point. Yeah. All right. If it, if it's just like, who is better? I, yeah, I just think to Desha- yeah, Deshaun has less to work with and no, you, you watch him play these games and it's just like, he's, he has to pull like no, a rabbit no, out okay. of his ass every, every uh, play. He's looking like, he's looking like one class there. The facts. Uh okay. Next one we got Dallas uh heading to Seattle. Seattle's uh favored by five and the over under is fifty six. Uh what are you thinking?
1: Can't believe Dallas is one and one, but I but I won't even (laughs) I won't even fixate on that. Um I think I would take I would take Dallas spread. I would say Seahawks like thirty one, twenty eight. I feel like um you know, as good as the Seahawks are, they aren't like a beat the crap out of you type team. You know what I mean? Like, what, like, what? like I feel like I feel like their specialty is winning by six or less. Um, they really do find themselves in a ton of close games, and it's just like end of the day, they have Russ and you don't. So that's how they find themselves winning most of them. Um, the Cowboys are good. They seem pretty banged up. Like, let me rephrase: The Cowboys are talented, but they're like okay, and and they're too banged up. And their defense is terrible, and I think it'll be pretty high scoring. That total reflects that. I mean, mm-hmm. that's a pretty high total. It's yeah. probably, like, one of the highest you'll see this year, to be honest. Um, I can't bet. I think Dallas could win, but I'd have a hard time picking them. Like, you're not going to hear yeah. me pick them out, right?
0: Yeah, no, when you have Russ against really anybody else, like, besides, like, Mahomes, Rodgers, yeah. maybe, uh, you, you really just have to go with him. Uh, for Yeah, I, I – I feel like five is a little too much. I would probably hammer the over for this game. I definitely think both these teams are going to score a bunch of points. Uh, it's a high these. number though it's a high you can get cooked on twenty-eight, twenty-four. yeah i know but like i feel like both these defenses just haven't been able to stop anybody. i know these
1: are some these are some really good offenses and some really not so good defenses facts. so that would lend itself to the to the over
0: facts like both these offenses rank top 10 in yards per game and both defenses rank bottom 12 in yards per game so you got these two stud quarter like Russ better than Dak, but both very good quarterbacks. And these both high octane offenses, both of them have two very good receivers. Uh, in Dallas' case, they have three. Um, and then you got Chris Carson, Zeke, and two defenses that are struggling. I mean, it's just really going to come down to probably who has the ball to last or which playmaker on defense between Jamal Adams, uh, Bobby Wagner, or Demarcus uh, Lawrence and uh, Jalen Smith who can make a play. Yep. Like, um, I don't know. Uh, I, I, yeah, I, I agree with you. I could see this being a 31 28 game though. Uh, just like a three point game that, that Dallas just like loses, but covers, uh, because yeah, there aren't that many close games. It's like, whether it's the offense just being stagnant or the defense, it just doesn't seem to match up with them. I mean, I'm just happy that they're letting Russ like air the ball out. We're all able to see him just completely go ham. Like five. Uh, definitely. This week. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, you know, like
1: that was the problem in in the playoffs last year, and like when they lost to the Packers last year in the playoffs, the the Seahawks,
0: mm-hmm. and it
1: was like they got down like you know like seven like fourteen or seventeen early, and then they finally start letting Russ throw the ball. By the time they do, it's too late. Um, yeah, that's like a whole that's like a whole media thing now. This whole let Russ cook thing. It's like. It's like spread spreading like wildfire and all that and i get the sentiment i mean p Carroll's definitely guilty of not letting him cook for lack of a better phrase you know some of the time before so um yeah i I'm, seahawks i think will probably win um i think i also think like the the media narrative of russ mvp is like already in full force so i think he'll probably win that
0: uh yeah it's the momentum of him never having a vote yeah. And then he's just he's just being unbelievable right now. Yeah. I mean, look, he's been for
1: he's been a true top tier quarterback for like two years now and this is probably like his third year. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, he's really showing it, man. He's playing super well. So, you know, I, I got nothing negative to say about
0: him. He's honestly like him and Mahomes are like, yeah, Rogers is still in there probably. Those are the three quarterbacks that I just love to watch throw the ball. Yeah, it's just it's yeah. so pretty. It just seems to be on the money every time like that bomb to Tyler lock. And I know it's a little behind him, like a, a smidge behind him, but like it's still right there. And he's the able to make the play score. DK was great. Yeah. And then David Moore in the corner of the end zone, like yeah. great yeah. footwork yeah. by David Moore. But like that was a, a dot. Um, yep. OK, next up, we got uh, Green Bay is going to, to uh, New Orleans. New Orleans is favored by three and a half. And then the over under is fifty two and a half.
1: New Orleans is still favored after that showing in Vegas. Yep.
0: According these are all according really? to the Kings.
1: Really? Yeah. Wow. Well, I will take the Packers outright and spread, honestly. Um they're beating the crap out of teams. They're dro- I mean, I know it's the Vikings and the Lions, but like dropping like forty a week. Um Yeah, the they're the number one off-
0: they're the number one offense. Most points per game, no, most yards think- per game.
1: I feel like I feel like the Saints have had a reputation as like one of the like best offenses for like a long time and it's been deserved for most of the time. But I felt like last year it was just like okay. It was like solid. It was like, you know, they had some games where they went mm-hmm. off, some games where they didn't. I don't know. I don't know if the, I don't know if I if I still feel that the Saints are the type of team that can drop forty points. I don't know if I, like you know, I used to feel that way. But I don't know if I feel that way anymore, especially with Michael Thomas out.
0: Yeah, no, um, well, especially with that. But like the yeah, the vertical passing game that they used to have with Breeze is just not there. His arms just, just not reaching at that point. I mean, it's Breeze like, Brady, Breeze Brady,
1: Philip Rivers, and potentially Big Ben. I would have to watch him throw more. Yeah, are potentially all washed.
0: Hmm. Yeah, it's it's um, a, it's a completely changing of the guard right now. You know,
1: it's That's funny because those are the guys. Those are like those are the guys that we really like came up during yeah. like um it's funny i never i guess like i never knew i never realized at the time like when big ben was winning those super bowls how young he was when he was like winning the super Bowls.
0: yeah in like 2005 or are you talking about the the uh, later one or 2009 was it yeah one of them's like one of them's 09 so i guess i mean i'm really talking about
1: both but Mm -hmm. it's like that's crazy. Yeah, he was winning as, like, a second-year QB or something like that. So, super impressive. Um, now, these guys are all washed. I thought Breeze looked awful. I thought the Raiders, who are not a good team, somehow dropped, like, you know, 24 unanswered or whatever. Mm-hmm. Man, that was a bad, bad, bad look for the Saints. And, man, I'm just kind of out on the Saints. And they look, And for it's two years in a row now where they've looked so good in the regular season and they just – lost in the playoffs i mean i know the rams one was unfair but the vikings won straight up wait so that's three years then
0: yeah the yeah minnesota digs minnesota yeah yeah
1: minnesota Mirror, yeah minnesota twice and yeah. then in the middle was the rams ones. the rams won oh that's sly yeah but the other two like those are just missing those oh, are man, just like lost. Last, yeah last year you straight up lost mm-hmm man i'm kind of out on the saints and i'm not like insanely in on the packers but i'm in on them more than the saints and uh yeah yeah i i've i i do not have an opinion on the total either way but i think the the packers will win straight up
0: i was mainly surprised with last week the fact that like that the offense scored seven points in the second half but that the defense was getting torched by Derek Carr. this is a defense that was like supposed to be very good Kid Clutch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is supposed to be a defense that's very good. And they just – like Derek Carr is just moving up and down the field. According and, to like, who? According to who is this defense supposed to be I right? mean they were, they were good last year and they they just added people. They haven't really lost. They added Malcolm Jenkins and then they've gotten guys more in their system. Like in Malcolm
1: system. was looking washed. Malcolm had a nice sack mm-hmm. on Carr early. Um, dude, Darren Fowler is amazing. You mean Darren Waller? Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, it's
0: okay. Dude. Darren fells, Darren Waller, same thing. Fell's
1: Waller. Yeah. <laughs> ah, Waller. Um, like, like yeah, no, Bob he's a baller. He is a baller. Yeah. Wall. now Waller is literally amazing. Um, he's probably, he's like, he's definitely a top three tight end. He's better than like, you know, if like the, like, you know, the old Holy Trinity was like Ertz Kittle and Kelsey. Mm-hmm. Um, He's better than Ertz right now. I put him. Um, him and Mark Andrews are like right there for me. Yeah, I think he's better than Mark Andrews too, dude. I, I think Waller kind of won that game by himself, as much as a tight end can. Yeah. Honestly, I, I think I think yeah, kind of catches
0: myself. over hundred yards, and he, he uh,
1: was and making score. he was making three yard catches when they needed two yards. He was making. Thirty-yard catches when they needed fifteen yards. You know what I mean? He was everywhere, man. He had touchdowns. He was, and they were doubling him, and he was still catching passes, man. He was everywhere, and that's that's why I was talking about Jenkins. So I I kept seeing Jenkins get
0: torched by him mm, over and over again. Yeah, he might be watched. Very well could be. Um, so for this game, like both defenses aren't playing well. This is again where it's like I think the Saints' defense is good, but yeah, these past these first two weeks they have not been playing well. They're both ranking bottom 10 in d in uh, yards per game allowed green bay's got the number one offense in yards per game and points per game and uh i, I don't know it's hard for me to f- see the new orleans saints who are like i think the most talented team just besides maybe the ravens just top to bottom uh across like all groupings like all right. groupings equal because like if i wanted to quarterback Mahomes, would just it would the scale would just be like weird um but like
1: honestly dude the chiefs the chiefs even if you did consider the positions the chiefs are pretty stacked
0: Mm -hmm. yeah no i mean uh yeah like i assume they would be when they have a quarterback making what he what mahomes is making like you're able to pay a bunch of guys and yeah um but i i don't see them losing two games in a row i'm just wondering if it's gonna be like the the half like i i if this was two and a half i would be all over the saints um, three and a half dude three and a half is begging yeah, you yeah i know i know but it's also and, like whether or not like vegas is trying to trick you into taking the like because here's the thing green bay still like green bay was awful in the run game last year and they lost their middle linebacker i know blake martinez isn't great but like he's he's leading the league i think in run stops right now for linebackers
1: look the saints may very well win this game um mm-hmm and all my and everything i said about them would still stand
0: oh yeah no i think i think breeze is like he's pretty washed but like the like his iq is able to keep him there where he's able to where i still think they can they can win i still think they can win the division win the the conference win the super bowl the
1: the thing with the saints as a whole at this point for me because i feel like now i've fallen for it for so many years now it's like get to the super bowl or everything you said is a lie. Like and it's a pretty high standard to hold a team that hasn't been there in a while too, but it's like, you are the most talented. You are the quote unquote best team. And you guys, you know, putting crappy performances in the playoffs every year. So, you know, it's, it's annoying.
0: Yeah. We'll we'll see what happens. I mean, I'm really looking forward to Marshawn Lattimore versus, uh, Devante. Yeah. Versus Devontae. Hopefully Devontae is healthy enough to play. Uh, there's been some question marks. If that's the case, then, like, if he's out, then it's, like, I'm definitely hammering the Saints. I'm still in between because I I think the Saints will win. It's just the three and a half because I I could definitely – like, I don't see them blowing out the Packers, but, like – and three is just that key number. I I think think the the Saints' offensive line is too good, and the run game with Alvin Kamara, Latavius Murray can carry them that way because of the Packers' just lack of run game. Like – when we saw last year the eagles go down like the 49ers route them both times there that's a strong run team they lost to one of their losses was to the eagles monday night in lambo they had a strong run game that night they have a strong offensive line that just seems to be the recipe to keep it out of rogers hand uh but we'll see we'll see on that um and then the last game is uh the monday night kansas city at baltimore the line is baltimore minus three and a half and the over under is 54
1: god what an amazing game um this is another three and a halfer yep god that is such a
0: shame because i like the ravens in this one um it's just like can you can, can like can you spare three and a half points against Mahomes? i don't know like the
1: chiefs looked so average last week but you know the chiefs aren't like a um the chiefs are kind of at the point where they can do whatever they want in the regular season. And I won't freak out. Yeah. You know, facts. they're, they're approaching that, that Cleveland, LeBron status where it's <laughs> like, Oh, you guys want to lose a couple games. I'm still going to pick you to win the super bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and you know, you, you know, you're not going to go 16 and zero. Um, I think, I think the Ravens look really good. I think they're super talented. Um, man, I just, I, if this if the situation if this was the exact same situation but it was a playoff game I'd take the Chiefs but it's not so I'll be taking the
0: Ravens. This was this was a, a tough one to think about because the three and a half does make this really really tough. Uh, again, like the half point, like when you see you know, this, we might,
1: game, have, we might have to buy the point. You know, if yeah, get it you you like a
0: minus one twenty or like minus one twenty five or something.
1: Because uh, if you buy a full point
0: to go from three and a half to two and a half, oh, it's gonna be a lot. It's gonna be like minus one fifty at that point. Like minus
1: one forty, minus one fifty, maybe yeah. one sixty.
0: I, I I agree with you. I think Baltimore's gonna win this game. Uh, I, I just think their run game can like against Kansas City's run defense is just it's just a problem. I mean, Kansas City's run D, bottom six in the NFL, 150 yards per game. That's against the Chargers with Justin Herbert and against the Texans with David Johnson. And that Texans offensive line isn't good. And that Chargers offensive line isn't good. And they still allowed 150 yards per game. And meanwhile, the Baltimore run D or run O is top four in the NFL at 170 yards per game. I, I, it just seems like that's just like strength on weakness. And when the Kansas City uh, strength is their passing offense and you're going against Marlon Humphrey, uh, Marcus Peters, Chuck Clark, like a, a very good secondary. Like you got two yep. shutdown corners, two solid state safeties on the back end. Um I mean, it, it just, it'll make it'll make life difficult. The one thing I will say is that I think Mahomes was more r- rattled last week, or just had trouble because of the fact of the edge rush from Bosa and Melvin Ingram, and you don't really have to deal with that with the Ravens because they don't have much of a pass rush. You
1: well, don't know? they have um, Dave Kalas? Yeah, they? but that's
0: like from the inside, and he's also like he's on the older side. I, uh, yeah, I, I can believe that. Yeah, he's not like in a game. It's not like two thousand. Uh, 17 when he was defensive player of the year Calais Campbell that was getting like 13 and a half sacks this season yeah no I could definitely believe that um I saw I want to lean Baltimore I just think yeah I just think the run but like this also feels like like Monday I'll be waking up and like I'll watch this game and it'll come to the realization that like I'm just basing this off of Kansas City look bad It, it seems like we've seen this so many times one team looks bad one week and this other team looks really strong last week and then it just flips
1: I got, I got two things. I got two things. One, I was watching Gus Edwards shred the Texans last week,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I'm like, holy crap, they have three really good running backs. Yeah. Um, but then, with that in mind, what happens? What happens when the Ravens get punched in the mouth? What happens when the Ravens are down ten nothing? Can they win those games?
0: Um, I think so. I think that because they, they know their identity. I don't think they're going to get rattled. I think John Harbaugh is a good enough coach, and understands like the mom, the moment. I I like what happened last year. I think it, it happens. It's not like it's not the an indictment on the team. The fact that they lost to Derrick Henry, who's just he was just different. He was just
1: different. Yeah, if you watch, you know, if you watch, I have seen the highlights from those games a couple of times. It's underrated how many how many. um big catches were dropped by the Ravens receivers just straight up drops Mm -hmm. um it was like third and 10 15 yard pass hit hit him in the hands like another third down hit him in the hands or like that one that like he uh Lamar just like threw into Hayden Hurst's back or something like that and it's like that type of stuff no wonder you're gonna lose Mm -hmm. you know what I mean so I actually um you know, that game's not a reason to be out on Lamar or the Ravens in general. It was just a it was just a bad performance. But yeah, you know, I think I think they have it in them to come back from deficits. I think. But I don't know for sure.
0: When you go back to last season, I think that was just a young team. Like they just got ahead yeah. of themselves. I think they were a for year sure. too early. Like you look at their whole like team, like it's not there's not like that many old guys. Like Mark Ingram's like one of the oldest guys on their offense. They lost Marshall Yonda now. Um But yeah, I I think they know who they want to be, and I I think their 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 defense is stout enough to hold off Mahomes or any other team that they play against, because that that's a championship winning defense that they have over there. They have playmakers on at every level. Even though I was saying Clay's Campbell's old, like he still he can still do things. He's still like he's still very good, and they only got him for like a, a fifth or sixth rounder. Um, so yeah, I'd probably yeah this might have to be just by a point, by or half a point. I mean. For Baltimore, uh, and then his um, money line. That's probably the play. It might be, but like that's that's gotta be like minus one seventy five for the whole money line. Minus yeah, yeah <laughs> which, is, which is not ideal. Yeah, especially when you're when you're taking it against Mahomes because exactly. no matter what, like he he just needs to he just needs to rattle off a couple of throws and then then they're right back into it. That's uh, very true. It is very true. Okay, let's go to this. Uh, you got the you got the post yep okay so what we're gonna do is we're gonna take um a post from instagram uh it'll be on the screen maybe like right here um where we will uh do whatever the post says so this one says build a squad with seven dollars and we have a choice of quarterbacks three dollars is aaron Rodgers, two dollars matthew stafford one dollar joe burrow running backs mccaffrey for three dollars aaron jones for two dollars james white for one dollar uh, wide receiver for the first spot we have Mike Evans for three Michael Gallup for two Randall Cobb for one and then the other wide receiver spot we have Chris Godwin for three Julian Edelman for two and Golden Tate for one so uh, Keeter who are you going with I'm going to go with um,
1: well f- first off let's clear up two things um, one like in all situations we're, we're assuming just like average O-line like, yeah yeah, and it's just for this year right
0: uh yeah, yeah, agree.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna go with um I'm gonna go with Burrow at quarterback. I went I went Burrow, White, Evans, Edelman. Okay. And so like and so basically, yeah, you know, you're just accepting that you're not spending as much money on um quarterback and running back going the cheapest option. I mean burrow i think i honestly like burrow like just as much as matt stafford to be honest and then i think with white like my plan with the team would be you know to run like a shotgun heavy offense not like you know so so white's kind of always in that like mm-hmm. third down back roll like the shotgun formation yeah. stuff like that then you have two elite receivers with evans you have like the like deep threat slash like you know like uh like jump ball kind of guy and then um and then Edelman's like, you know, you're a reliable guy, does it in the big games, like makes the important catches. So I kind of – and with White as a good receiving back too for like the screen passes, I thought I thought that offense would work well together.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, So I, I went a little bit different. Like we both went with Burrow. Uh, I was constantly between him. Like I, as I went through this, I was like, do I want to spend the most money on the quarterback? It feels like the, the most important position. I want to have the what? best player. But it just feels like the drop-off isn't significant or it's the fact that I've seen – A lot from joe burrow and his ability to work with a lot less like yeah he's shown it like me enough in the last college football season when he played against like these top teams with nfl talent and then these past two weeks his ability to work with uh, a really bad Bengals team like their their (laughs) weapons are good but like the offensive line is probably one of if not the worst in the league so i went with him then I went with Aaron Jones for my running back. Um, it was between him and James White. I wasn't going to spend the $3 on Christian McCaffrey. It's just his ability as a runner and his breakaway speed uh, was the bigger deal for me. And also, pairing, like, I went with Mike Evans for my wide receiver spot. And number three, just an elite receiver. And I think the drop or the, the lift from Gallup to Evans is huge compared to, uh, like, the rest of the spots. Yeah. Um, and then last, I went with Golden Tate for a dollar. Uh,
1: yeah, I th- Golden Tate for a dollar is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Like um, for for that for the last column of receivers, th- those are all pretty close.
0: Yeah, I don't is. think
1: I don't think Tate is way worse than Godwin.
0: Um, I won't say way worse, but yeah, like I definitely think like the tiers they have them in are right. I'd say. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, agreed, uh, agreed. Uh, but like the.
1: The sharpness of the like, okay. I think Mike Evans is way better than Randall Cobb.
0: Oh, like, and yeah, and, and, there's, and there's a good uptick to from Michael Gallup to him.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's way clearer, way bang, bang, bang mm-hmm. than um than the other three. Yeah. So, so like,
0: me going with Tate. I was contemplating between him and Edelman. Like, it was the same thing that, like, there are two differences. I'd rather have Jones, like, the difference between Golden Tate and Edelman, I'd rather have the breakaway speed and the rushing, the more consistent rushing ability of Aaron yeah, Jones.
1: Yeah, you, no, you can definitely defend that decision. Yeah. It actually does make a lot of sense.
0: Um, and Golden Tate,
1: Golden Tate, he
0: has, like, I know he's not really showing it much in New York, but he has the ability to go deep. He's not just, like, a complete, like, 5 to 10 yard, 5 to 15 to 20 no, yard. No, for sure. Like, for Golden catches. Tate's really good. Mm-hmm uh so yeah i went with the those who would you go with what would your lineup be if you had to if say you had to take rogers yeah i was
1: i was actually i was gonna ask you that because
0: <laughs> our, our, our lineups
1: were a bit disappointingly similar yeah um i would say let's see so if you have rogers for three you have four dollars left mm-hmm. so it's basically you can get one guy for two dollars yeah I,
0: don't I, I have my I have my team. You want me to go? The
1: problem is I don't want Randall Cobb on my team.
0: Oh, that's no, the problem. Okay, well here's the thing. I'm not. I wouldn't do that. I would do Aaron Rodgers, James White, Michael Gallup, Golden Tate. Yeah, exactly. That's how you avoid having Randall Cobb on your team. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. That, that's probably You're the, the move. worst guy on the roster. Or exactly. The whole, exactly. The
1: that's that's what the whole thing was centered around. <laughs> it's like I only have this many dollars, and I don't want Randall Cobb,
0: so we'll go with Michael Gallup. But I'd also rather have Gallup probably than Edelman. I don't know. Oh, really? Uh, it's just like the ability, like the strength of Rodgers is the deep ball, and Michael Gallup's really good with that, and his ability, his like, uh, deep route running, I think, is really good. Um, and then the drop, and then if you compare Golden Tate and Randall Cobb, obviously, I like, I think you agreed, you'd rather have Golden Tate.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Exactly. Um. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's like the end. This is the anti uh, Randall Cobb uh, graphic. <laughs> I right. uh you got anything else you wanna talk about or
1: no sure. I think that honestly pretty much covers it. Um who do you got who do you got tonight?
0: Basketball? No, no. Well we did basketball already. What uh no uh Jaguars at Dolphins. I don't know what the spread is, but uh
1: I think it's like Jags minus three and the total's like forty eight and a half.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm gonna say <laughs> oh man. Jags in the over.
0: Minshew mania, dude. I mean, especially with uh, I think Byron Jones is out for Miami, which is huge. Yep. Um, yeah, I'd probably agree. I'd probably agree with both. I think both these offenses are going to score. I mean, the the fact that they lost their number one corner against like I know DJ Chark's not playing tonight for uh, Jacksonville, but they like he hasn't been doing much already this season, and Minshew just seems to put him at 28 points, and that defense seems to just not be able to give up at least like less than 24 or something.
1: The problem with the the pro I like the Jags. The problem with the total though is that like if I'm watching it in the third quarter and it's like fourteen seven and I'm rooting for the Dolphins and Jags to score points, like yeah, I might feel like an idiot. So <laughs> I might end up just taking the Jags if anything.
0: Oh yeah, no, I probably wouldn't take the over. I'd probably rely on Minshew. I didn't know if I would. I would be saying yeah. that like when I started the season, but I'll be uh, I'll be relying on Minshew. I like I like Minshew. It seems like people like him. Yeah, no, I, I he he hasn't been able to prove anything different than he's a solid NFL quarterback. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like can you can definitely be worse than Gardner Minshew at your starting quarterback position like Mitch Trubisky. I know Mitch sure. has been good this like season, but he's also played the Giants, the Lions. Yeah, like. And and they spent and you spend a lot less resources
1: drafting a Gardner Minshew than a Mitch
0: Trubisky. Facts. Facts. Especially trading up for a Mitchell Trubisky. Imagine. <laughs> All right, that's gonna do it for us. Uh first episode of the All Ball Podcast. We'll be back uh sometime next week. Uh we'll try to get down to, to a more regular schedule. But uh thanks for coming out.
1: Yep. Thank you guys.